here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent and your host. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey everybody, welcome back to Podcasting Your Global Career. For those of you who are new to this space, my job is to uncover the best of the best authors, speakers, thought leaders, singer-songwriters from around the world and present them to you. It's what we do. All right. Chase, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. So for you folks just joining us, I have uh, Chase Thornock here on the Dharmic Evolution Podcast. I'm James Kevin O'Connor, your host. And uh, we're going to talk about an adventure that um, Chase has been on throughout his life, which is just fascinating. So why don't we start with um, your health? How are you feeling? <laughs> Great. Magnificent. <laughs> So you had a most shocking adventure happen to you, uh, which led you to be in a place to actually heal others uh, that suffered from things that you suffered from similarly. But uh, let's start with that story because uh, I find it just fascinating um, what happened to you and what were the events that brought you to the business that you're in now. Yeah, thank you. I. I was just coming out of college. I'd just been married for a short time. and um, To Carly. Yeah, to Carly, who's fantastic. Has she been on the show? She's a wonderful she, lady. Yeah, she gave me great. some sage advice, but uh, <laughs> no, she hasn't been on the show, but yeah, she will no, be, I hope. She, she's the better half. Um, but uh, I, I had this incredible career arc where I was the CEO of a, a venture-backed technology company really early on. And from the outside, it looked like I had it all, right? You know, it kind of the American dream. Um, but uh, there was turmoil inside. Um, and I got very, very, very sick um, to the point where I had to be hospitalized. Uh, I was unable to eat. I was unable to get my body nutrition. And the doctors were needing to do surgeries. And they couldn't even do the surgery because my blood was so poor. And it's nutrition I wouldn't have ever healed. Uh, from the disease, uh, from the the surgery, so they put a pick line in my arm, which is essentially a big a tube they put into your vein in there, and it runs to your heart. And um, they fed me that way for several months so that I'd be strong enough um, to survive. This and how surgery. old were you at this time? Um, I was twenty three, twenty four okay. years old. Okay, yeah, not very, not I, you know, it's all relative, but the. Through the course of that experience, it was not only that, but then I, I went septic on the pick lines and they gave me every medication that they had available to try to treat the disease that I was dealing with. And looking back, it, it was unfortunate at the time, I thought that none of the medications worked, right? Looking back now, it was incredibly fortunate that that was the case because it sent me down this pathway. But eventually it got to the point where the doctor said, we have nothing left for you. We've got steroids and we've got opioids. That's it. Um, and I was preparing to die. And so how long was this period went from start to where, where they gave you this news? Yeah. Of, so that period was three years, four wow. years. We're looking at a span of about eight years of suffering with this disease to the point where I was bedridden. So, so you were in your 30s when this, when this finally well, that's a good point. I'm in my 30s now, but it, uh, I guess it all culminated probably about 
29. 29. Yeah. yeah. Maybe 30. Yeah. For a young man to have that happen to him, especially at 23, and then, and then no hope of recovering. I mean, what were you thinking? Well, I, like, I, well, I was preparing for the worst. I wrote my will um, from, from my bedside. I tried as best as I could. I, we had three, two or three little boys at that point. Um, and I, yeah, I was just trying to prepare for the worst. I thought I was dead. Wow. Yeah. So now, now you're preparing for the worst cause you think you're going to die. You, your wife and your kids are on your mind 24 seven, like what's going to happen to them. Um, what happened next that actually led you to a ray of hope yeah. to get out of this? Well, it's interesting because it was it was a ray of hope disguised as a storm cloud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember laying there and being just in my darkest place and as as clear as day an answer what I see from God um, essentially said, Chase, the doctors can't heal you. If you're going to heal, you're going to heal yourself. And the thundercloud of that was I thought it just solidified my sentence right I'm, I'm i don't have a medical background i'm not a physician i didn't know where even to start right when it came to being able to accomplish that task looking back at it i see it as a truth that was true from the beginning right and he and knew I, you had faith yeah and i and I, you and didn't know it exactly <laughs> i didn't know it and i also didn't you know and i think doctors would agree like nobody can heal anybody else right, right. the body only can heal itself it's just what are the conditions required for it to be able to do so? It wants yeah. to heal. Right. It wants to heal. So, again, looking back, that was my ray of hope, right? right? That started this process. But at first it was disguised as a slap in the face, it felt like. So so now you're, you know, you're, let's call it you're 30. You have this revelation that I got to get to work healing myself. You look in the mirror. You know you got your work cut out for you. What was your first conquest like the first time you thought you you're getting a little skin in the game here yeah well and i i think you mentioned something that's rather quite significant right you said you looked in the mirror and at first i didn't right i was looking everywhere else but the mirror i was looking everywhere for the answer and when i received that answer that you heal yourself then my focus started to shift right i started right. to actually see the mirror because i wanted mm -hmm. to be delivered from this thing Right? Yeah. And more and more often I was delivered to the mirror. And that was that was terrifying in yeah. a lot of ways. But what I ended up learning was that my body had a resource allocation system. Right. And that that resource allocation system is finite and that if it is underutilized or misplaced, that my body would go into dis ease. Right. Right. Um, and so as I began to study those systems, I began to learn that I could control those systems. And it was through many years of devotion to understanding how to control those systems that I eventually learned how to control the inflammatory responses that were creating the disease that I was dealing with. Right. Yeah. So the first thing that happened to you physically under your own power that you would consider a win, can you share that with us? Was it, was it one specific thing or was it? Yeah, that's a great question. I think there was a monumental shift in me where I was so focused on my family, and that seems like the heroic thing to do, right? That yeah. seems like the right thing to do. But my family wasn't in that mirror. I was in that mirror. Yeah. So the first fundamental step for me was actually in defining my 
self, my being, where I began and where I ended. Because even though I felt responsible to my family, in some ways it was the dissolving of myself as a individual that was contributing to the issue. So the first monumental thing was seeing myself as separate, right? And being able to take accountability at that point for my choices and for the decisions that I made. Because then and only then could I actually draw a correlation between a choice and an action, a choice and a result. And that was hard to do because I had been taught my whole life, we care for others, you look out for other people, right? At the detriment of yourself. And my body was here saying, I need something. And I ignored it because of these other principles. And what I came to find out was that, obviously, I was no help to anybody else until I was able to help myself first, see myself in the mirror, right? And then I was able to expand eventually to being able to, to help other people as well. So physically, when did you feel like you were becoming Chase again? Like, yeah, that's a good question. You know, because was it subtle? Yeah, I, it, it, took, it took some time. And honestly, I started to become Chase before I even recognized that that was happening. And, yeah. you, you know, you're talking to my wife about this, right? But she was able to, it, it's like anybody. We're so much able to see things in other people yeah. more so than we can in ourselves. But things would start to happen, right? She would start, I, I would, all of a sudden I was like cleaning up the house a little bit. Right? And, and that was strange because I had been so bedridden. But I remember going on a flight and needing a wheelchair, right, for example. And then on my way back... I was able to use a cane and I didn't even think about it. It yeah. was just so automatic. But when that stuff started to click, it took it took about six months to a year before I started to see and recognize I was making progress. And honestly, that progress was being able to stand, being able to shower. That was my next question is physical fitness. Like, when did it come back? And I didn't know it was you know, that bad that you had to have a wheelchair and things like that. I couldn't even really... stand upright. Wow. Yeah. I, it, yeah. yeah it got, it, I mean, I was preparing. So you, you were struggling for as much as I could tell about eight years and then before even recovery was an option. So how long was that period from the time you reconciled it to say, um, this is my charge now. I am going to heal myself and to actually being healed. It was you could pretty be. quick. I was, was able it? to do it in a period of time of probably 12 to 18 months. Wow. And I work with people now who do it in a period of time of three to six months. So it's tremendous how quickly the body can heal. It can actually heal much quicker than it took for it to get sick. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't that long, but it felt like eternity. It was not a comfortable process. <laughs> yeah. So are difficult. you, you, uh, you look like you're in good shape. Um, athletics do you hike do you do any what kind of stuff do you yeah do? You so, do so i, I love i love fly fishing i own a ranch and so i'm always out working and, and doing things like that my wife right. and i were ballroom dancers oh, so in wow. some ways that was really difficult to go from, we were national champion ballroom dancers to go from that to being <laughs> to not being able to walk yeah I, I was teaching i was teaching students how to dance while i had a cane yeah right like it was it was it's just such a contrast yeah yeah so now you're you're back full boat, yeah. I doing take, everything you want to do. I take no medications at all. Yeah. I have no signs or symptoms of my disease, um, and my health is tremendous. So that's another question I wanted to ask you: Is um, after you went for blood tests 
after this was all over, were the doctors completely confounded, like that were serving you, saying, "How did you do this?" Yeah, it depended like, on the doctor. Yeah, those who knew me um, were grateful and happy, yeah. right? But less willing to trust it, right? Okay. More willing to say, "Well, okay, this is just a period of time where it's not, but it's going to get you." Right? Yeah, and then doctors who didn't know me said I'd never had the disease to begin with, right? Um, so it, it's kind of, it's been interesting to see the wide array of reaction. And it's also the best part is to not feel dependent on their opinion about my health. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, right. Because my health is mine. Yeah. That's like, I don't care about your opinion. It doesn't affect me in <laughs> any way great. whatsoever. You know, right. I feel really good. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So now you've made a new mark. You do a new line in the sand. You got a whole new life. Really. You got your old life back plus, but the, the benefit to this or the blessing is helping others who are suffering and struggling, who have no idea how to do this. How do you start with a patient who comes to you new and get them on board with with this yeah. teaching. I think in some ways they come to me and they were just like I was, right? Where you're like face down, you know? It's yeah. just stuff has beaten you to shreds. And while that's awful, that is sometimes what we need, right? To start right. this process again. So at that point, it's about hope, right? It's about being able to have that spark of belief that things can be different. And then... It's about instilling in them the idea that it is up to them and it's only up to them. Right. So do I heal them? No, I don't. Right. Am I a piece potentially? Right. But I'm just kind of showing them the way they've got to take the steps to do this thing. Um, and I always tell people, you know, people come to me to feel better, but really my goal is to get them better at feeling worse because it is the inability for us sometimes to be able to cope with certain situations that leads to that environment where our resources are stretched so thin, right? We feel it in our relationships or in our businesses or, or all different examples of things and our bodies give out on us, right? right. So it's about retying that together and learning how to trust a body that maybe at this point is an enemy to you yeah. because it is that body and that body alone that can heal. That's it. Right. So tell me about some of your cases. Like, do you want to share your, your best win? Well, I'll show you my oh, most recent. This okay. One, this one's been fun. Okay. I, I received a phone call a few weeks ago uh, from one of my clients. Um, they, they're in Texas. They're in the medical field, uh, which kudos to them. that they, you know, They've kind of reached that point where they just had run out of answers. And they were dealing with rheumatoid arthritis. Um, they were on uh, a drug called Humira, which is a biological medication that's ten or twenty thousand dollars a year. Um, they were on uh, Cymbalta and this uh, opioid and a medication for prostate stuff going on. And they called me and they said, "I just want to thank you for changing my life." That was his phrase, right? And I said, "I didn't change your life. You changed your life, right?" Yeah. Um, but he's in his mid to late sixties, and he had just gotten back from a doctor's appointment. He, all along the way, he was dropping medications off the list, but he wasn't telling me. I was like, <laughs> but he was dropping off his medications and then testing, right, to see if this was actually going to be useful to him. And by the end of it, when we talked, he was off every single medication that he was taking. And not only that, but his blood work that he just got back from his physician was entirely normal entirely normal. And so many of the things that he had been dealing with were things that he had been taught and told were age-related, right? right? That's just what happens when you get old. 
And the truth is, is that that's not true. The body becomes less adaptable as we age, yeah. right? It's not that it doesn't want to heal. Of course it does, right? But the conditions become a little bit narrower. They take a little bit more time. But he was able to achieve in his 60s what I didn't have in my 20s. Wow. Right? It took me to my 30s to be able to discover this health that I, I just didn't even understand was possible for me. Yeah. So that was pretty special. That was pretty neat. Is there any um, select group of people, um, younger people, older people, is it anybody who is suffering from affliction that can come to you for help? Yeah, I yeah. think I think it's it's really any age. More the question is, are you ready to make the changes necessary? Yeah. Right? And that took me a while to get to. And there's space for that. Yeah. And then in addition to that is the hope. The hope that it's not it's not an age thing, right? Your body is capable. Um, that's usually what gets driven into us pretty quickly is that our body is incapable, right? Our yeah. body is our enemy. Our right. body is hurting us. So to start reinstalling that confidence, not only in a mental state, right, but actually conveying that to the body allows the things to start connecting and communicating again that have been broken over time. Wow. So when did you decide to make this into a business? Was it immediately after you got it better? Actually, it was hard. It wasn't easy. Yeah. I, I wanted to have this appearance of the successful, you know, the, the dream, right? Yeah. I wanted to be a successful business person and to actually admit that I was sick. That's what this required, right? Yeah. And I was very sick and I didn't have the answers and I wasn't all put together. That was vulnerable for me. Um, and I had a wonderful mentor who, who approached me and he said, you you have a gift here, right? Um, you should, you need to, you need to share this with the world. And even then it took some time and some encouragement from my wonderful wife. But at the end of the day, I had this gift, this, I, that how could I not? Like, how could I not share this in any way that I could with people who were there suffering in the way that I was suffering, right? Just the unbelievable amounts of pain and misery and tears and thinking you're going to lose your connection with your wife and your children. There's yeah. so many people who are out there suffering and the answer is in them. Right. And you identify that easily. Like when you see somebody, can you tell that they're ready? Usually. Just, yeah. What ends pretty... up happening, it's this interesting process because we have, we have neuronic connections, wiring that goes between our brain and our bodies, right? Yeah. And there's a certain percentage of the muscles in your face that are involuntary. You can't control them. It's the reason why when someone fakes a smile, you can tell, right? Yeah, because right. the little involuntary muscles cue us that it's not a legit smile. Yeah. When that happens, when someone's ready, I see it's what it's called an affect, right? right? Those muscles calibrate, right? And we can sense when someone's telling the truth or when someone's being genuine because of how those muscles respond. Yeah. So Maybe that's too scientific of an answer, but absolutely I can see it. And absolutely I can tell. It's just sometimes being able to help them see it and help them to have the courage to know that they can do this. Yeah. Right? And we're going to use the machinery of your body to do it because that is health. That's how you achieve it, right? Being able to use the machinery of your body to do what you want when you want to do it. Amen to that. Best way for people to reach you. Yeah, they can reach me if they go to my website, whatmagnificence.com. I also have a podcast by the same name, What Magnificence, and they can email me at chase.whatmagnificence.com. We'll have that in the show notes for sure. Hey, tell me about your kids. 
Oh, they're well, beautiful. We'll wrap up. Yes, yeah, so we've got three, you said? Three, three little boys, uh, oh, a nine-year-old, awesome. seven-year-old, and one who's just about to turn six. Nice. And they are full of energy, and I am so grateful that I can get up every day and play with them. Yeah. So yeah. you and your wife don't sleep much? No, well, you age. know, we slept more than we did when, when they were little. But yeah, yeah, we, you know, and the gratitude comes along sometimes with some of that misery. And we yeah. certainly are blessed. You're such a joy. I have two boys myself and actually two grandsons and a granddaughter. And uh, it just gets better every day. <laughs> I love it. That's why we do this. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's why we do it. Uh, Chase, it was a pleasure to have you on the Dharmic Evolution God bless you, my friend. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you. Another great show. So glad you guys showed up today for podcasting your global career. Please check out all the links in the show notes. My coaching link is in there. Let's uncover your purpose and get a discovery session with me. No obligation. What have you been waiting for? I'm your host for podcasting your global career, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find. Freedom is really a simple state of mind So ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery Ride on, ride on, baby, baby, you and I can find the key Ride on, ride on, we can unlock this destiny I taste the breeze of freedom It's tingling on my tongue You and I out on the road will stay Tangle all the mystery Ride on, ride